Hayes, Alexander, Shabbat for three, bang, oh! will get it for the win. What's going on, guys? Welcome to Dime Dropper, our 24-minute recaps, episode 19. Before we get started, please make sure to follow us on all platforms at YouTube at Dime Dropper Podcast. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, and of course, follow us on social media at Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod. So today we have a shorter live because I was only able to get to two of the games that were on our large schedule of NBA games tonight. A lot of dime dropper teams in action, so I will get them to you tomorrow after TNT Thursday because it's a Thursday, you know, there's not many NBA games, so I'll watch the ones that I missed out on tonight. So the only ones I can talk about are the Clippers who and the Nets game. So the Clippers, let's start with them. My Clips just got their fifth consecutive win. Nothing better than a nice winning streak and the third consecutive blowout. And there's nothing better than a nice beatdown, as I said in my last episode. And I, I'm getting used to it. We didn't have nearly enough last season. And a lot of it is because we underestimated a team like the Sacramento Kings, who we went 0-2 against that Staples Center last season, because we'd come out, we'd give them confidence, and it's all about, what's, the, what's those two words? Defensive intensity. And that's why, even though the, the Kings came out with you know, pretty sharp, and De'Aaron Fox was attacking the basket, and he was even making some threes in the first quarter, and Buddy Heald was hitting everything. I wasn't panicking at all, and I wasn't nervous at all. I didn't even go to Twitter and make a tweet like, oh, we got to pick it up, because I just knew that the way the Kings were playing and the way we were playing, eventually they weren't going to start hit. Eventually the shots were going to stop falling, and eventually the Clippers, the class would show, um, show out in the end, and that's exactly what happened. You know, second quarter, Kawhi Leonard started being really aggressive, and I love to see that. Actually, he was aggressive in the beginning. He was aggressive in the first, and I love when Kawhi is trying to be aggressive, and Paul George the same, and I love it when they're not settling, and that's exactly what they've been doing lately. That's exactly what they did tonight. Not settling, uh, Kawhi getting into that mid-range area, attacking on the pick and rolls. Same with Paul George, and you know what happened when he attacked on the pick and rolls? He got to the basket and had a dunk again, a nice one, two-hander. Got to the basket, right-handed layup, contested right at the teeth of the defense. And then what happens? They start collapsing. They start helping too much. Open threes galore. And again, Paul George tonight, the facilitating. Same with Kawhi. Paul George tied his career high in assists with 12 assists. A little too many turnovers, six of them to be exact. But 12 assists for Paul George. He's been very, and I was very critical of his playmaking ability and his pick and roll decision making in the bubble. But Ty Lue, um, above everything, has instilled confidence in a Paul George and told him, you know what, we're going to put the ball in your hands more. And I was saying we should do it less. But you know what? An NBA coach should know more than the guy you're listening to right now because I'm not an NBA coach. And with Glenn Rivers, it didn't seem like he knew more than the fans. Well, this guy, Tyron Lue, he knows more than the fans. And he put the ball in Paul George's hands this season and Kawhi. And as I said last game, we really run stuff through them. And they were just incredible again tonight. I mean, incredible is a stretch for Paul George. He was very good tonight. And Kawhi creating for others, you know, Batum again. How about another great night shooting the three ball? Three of five from three, four of seven overall, 11 points. Luke Kennard, I just love Kennard. I think he's so solid. He's very consistent. 
And that was, again, four of six, one of three from three, nine points. Tonight, we saw the return of Lou Williams. However, honestly, I just don't think we flow as well with Lou Williams. I really think that we're better with Kennard and Morris being the focal points of that second unit. And I think Lou Williams' act is kind of getting a little tired. I know he made some open threes tonight, but I'm going to stick by my pick or my point that I made that Lou Williams honestly needs to go. However, it is what it is. I don't think it's going to be a detriment to us. That, you know, Lou's going to be the reason we don't make the conference finals. I don't think that's going to be the, the uh, you know, our failure. But Kawhi Leonard was just awesome. And, you know, getting to the basket, dunking. I just love when Kawhi's aggressive because he's just one of the best players in the NBA. And he's so unstoppable. And I love that mid-post, those turns, the mid-range, the fades over both shoulders. 32 points for the claw tonight. 13 of 22 from the field. 3 of 5 from 3. 3 of 3 at the line. Five assists, six steals. Let's talk about the Clipper defense, guys. Turned up in the sec- in the third quarter, and again, I made a tweet in that third quarter. I have a feeling we're going to blow this open, and that's exactly what we did. For the third consecutive game, guys, I am loving this. You know, we saw third quarter Warriors. I know sometimes they used to be third quarter Showtime Lakers. How about third quarter Clippers? I could get used to turning up that gas in the third quarter. You know, sometimes the shots that fall for teams early in games, if they don't usually fall, Normally, eventually, third quarter, they'll cool down. Once we tightened up the clamps in that second half, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, great defensively again. Kawhi, very active hands. And, you know, one thing with Kawhi this season, he's been really engaged defensively. Last season, I really thought our best defender was Ivica Zubac, truly, consistently. But this season, I really think Kawhi Leonard, much like everyone should expect, has been our best defender. Five wins on the spin, guys. I couldn't be happier. And you know what's funny? is I've been saying how I don't really look forward to Clipper games anymore. It's been a while since I really did. I just, you know, I like the way we're playing, but I don't, I don't really get look forward to it anymore. I kind of just watch and hope, and I don't, I get nervous when we, you know, play in tough situations. But yesterday, because we had two days off, I kind of was like, I kind of miss watching the clips. Like, I kind of want us to play. And, you know, ever since opening night with Kawhi, I haven't felt excited i'm more so tense i want us to win but because of the brand of ball we're playing right now and knock on wood you know the guys are healthy paul george and Kawhi. i'm actually looking forward to each game because the team is playing with heart the team is playing with the point to prove and you know that's all i want to see as a fan so great win five in a row taking care of business against teams that have no business competing with us sacramento showed in the second half that they're just not as good as us starting missing shots Simple as that, really. Missing shots, sloppy, bailing us out. I don't even think we were doing anything that great. They just literally aren't a very good basketball team. So let's move on to our last game we talk about before we go to the live chats on YouTube. By the way, Super Chats are up, though. I would recommend you wait till the podcast version is done before you send anything to me. But let's talk about the Nets and the debut of Kyrie Irving in terms of playing with James Harden and Kevin Durant. They were 2-0 with James Harden. They were in Cleveland tonight. And I haven't seen Cleveland lose this season. We've talked about them twice on this show. And that was against the Hawks and against... Actually, I didn't talk about their game against the Hornets in which I watched. But they're 2-0. And, you know, would move on to 3-0 with a shocking win over the Nets. But let's talk about it. The beginning of the game started out great for Brooklyn. Kyrie, James Harden, KD were moving the ball, getting in transition. Kyrie started out being very aggressive. It, It was a clear... Thing that they wanted to get Kyrie back into the swing of things and he shot a lot and started going ISO a lot in the beginning of the game but the Nets jumped out to a seven point lead you know I remember Harden finding Kyrie on a break or maybe it was Harden finding KD regardless it, it looked like uh oh this is dangerous but then 
you go to the bench units where, you know, one of them comes out. I think at first it was Harden that came out maybe. And, you know, you, you mix in some of the bench players with the starters. And then you had a lineup with just James Harden in there. And the Cavs completely took over the game. And TLC, 0 of 6. You know, Landry Shamit wasn't even in the rotation tonight. It's gone to the point where Landry Shamit may be getting removed from the rotation with Brooklyn. DeAndre Jordan, I actually thought he had another solid game protecting the rim, even though he got scored on the first two possessions by Drummond. He did a better job protecting the rim, and he's been a real lob threat, kind of like Lob City. James Harden has really unlocked that for DJ, again, to be a real consistent lob threat. But other than that, by the way, that Perry guy, minus 11, I just don't think he's good enough to be in a rotation. That rookie, was his name, Reggie Perry, I don't think he's good enough to be in the rotation. He's a bona fide liability. And, then, and the Cavs were getting whatever they wanted, really. And I think the Nets... Did not take them seriously at all. They went down by as many as 14. Kevin Durant was just kind of standing around on defense a lot. I remember there were two possessions like in a row where he just, you know, he knew Jetty Osmond was in the corner and he knew he was guarding him, but he didn't really care because he was like, ah, you know, I'll live with Jetty Osmond shooting with me doing a half-ass contest because he's not that good. But he made two threes and it was Kevin Durant, you know, being a bit lazy. How about Kyrie Irving? Extremely lazy tonight. Getting beat off the dribble constantly. At one point, the Cavs were really going at him in pick and roll. And James Harden, you know, he had a couple strips here and there. He wasn't that great defensively either. He got blown by a bunch of times. And a lot of times now for the Nets, you'll find guys, you know, the traditional rule in basketball is if you're playing man-to-man, shot goes up, you box out who you're guarding. But you know, in today's era with all these long rebounds, a lot of guys are just kind of pushing, you know, when the shot goes up, they just look in the middle of the floor, try to get ready to see where the ball goes. And when the ball's tipped and some scramble happens, their man ended up getting rebounds and the Cavs would burn them on threes. And let's talk about the bench differences. You know, the, the Nets don't have a good bench, period, you know. And they, I loved seeing Jared Allen and... Torian Prince have their way with the Nets tonight. Jared Allen was great on the offensive glass. He was affecting shots at the rim. He, he had multiple blocks. He forced Harden to miss multiple layups. You know, it was a time where it was just kind of... KD was playing well, but for the Nets, it was very your turn, my turn. You know what I mean? Kind of offense. Very ISO, very stagnant, which is exactly the fear of this team. But it was their first game, so you need to take all this with a grain of salt. However, Jared Allen and the Cavs were getting what they wanted in terms of their... Uh, the Nets offense, you know, defensively, the Nets or the Cavs are on top of things for the most part. A lot of heart was displayed tonight. Jared Allen with some with some nice blocks. Torian Prince with some nice jumpers and pull-ups. Hit some threes as well. But, you know, you knew that the Nets were going to make a push. And in the fourth quarter, it was the KD and Harden show. They really turned up the gas. Again, Harden's been very selfless so far. Almost a bit too selfless. 14 shots as opposed to Kyrie Irving's. 28 that was the game high in shots at least for the nets i should say colin sexton shot 29 but kyrie irving you know how many times have we talked about it this season here on this on this on these recaps of that i think that kevin Durant should be shooting the most on this team but kyrie irving has outshot him in certain games to start the season and again tonight i understand he's been out he wants to get in, back into the groove but a lot of it's very ISO. It's very just perimeter-based. The Cavs went zone for large portions of the game to try to take away that pick-and-roll threat, especially with Harden, and it worked. And it was a lot of dribble, dribble, dribble pass on the perimeter. KD shoots contested jumpers, and he's so goddamn good he makes it. You know, 12 of 25 for KD, but only 3 of 9 from 3. So they forced him into 9 threes, and he only made 33% of them. 38 points, 12 boards, 8 assists for Kevin overall. 
but overall the Nets defense was very lazy and the Nets just don't once again don't have good defensive personnel we talked about this so Kyrie though I just do not think that this is what I mean by with Kyrie he needs to have self-reflection this is exactly what he was doing in, in Boston you look at the stats and you see that Kyrie Irving had 15 uh 15 makes on 28 attempts. That's a good percentage. However, he shot twice as many shots as Harden. And Harden's been playing great these first two games with Brooklyn. So, and you don't find me uh, defending James Harden at all, but I'm defending the truth. And the truth is that James Harden doesn't deserve, doesn't need, should not be taking half the shots that Kyrie Irving is. Not in his first game back after a seven game absence or whatever the hell he's missed. And the way that James Harden has been playing for these Nets teams. And Kevin Durant. As the game went on, he started heating up. James Harden started heating up. They got the game tied. You know, they forced overtime. Kyrie Irving had a chance to win the game. He, he had a push-off. They went to OT. And then, you know, I, I thought, you know, it was the Cavs game to, to win. And they, you know, blew it to, uh, in overtime. I'm sorry, in regulation. And they went to overtime. And it looked like Kyrie had started to, you know, hit some shots. And the Nets were going to run away with it. And then Colin Sexton happened. Oh, man. You know, we talked about that game against the Hawks we watched earlier this season where Colin Sexton hit the three-point contested dagger to beat Atlanta. And tonight, he was hitting contested threes over anyone. It got to the point where he was so Dame Lillard, Kobe style, that he hit a three to tie the game over Kyrie Irving and send it into double OT. That was incredible. You know, stole the, the potential win right there for the Nets. It was right there. You send it to double OT, and then he just kept on hitting threes to the point where he hit one over Kevin Durant. Colin Sexton. Unbelievable performance tonight. 42 points, career high. 16 of 29 from the field. 5 of 11 from three. Larry Nance Sr. wasn't a slouch as well. Hit a big three late in the game. 15 points, 5 of 10, 3 of 5 from 3. Jetty Osman, 25 points. KD was guarding him a lot of the night. 9 of 17, 4 of 9 from 3. Andre Drummond, 13 and 7. Torian Prince, 17, 7 boards, 4 assists, 5 of 9. Dare I say his best game of the season? And you saw some emotion from Torian. You know, he hit a 3 late in the game and he screamed to the crowd. And there were fans there in Cleveland. You could tell he was fired up. Jared Allen, 12 points, 11 rebounds, 4 blocks, 6 of 10. 147 points allowed for the Nets. No good, no good. Kevin Durant, 38 points, as I said earlier. He was really good again. Still hasn't had a bad game. But this is going to come down to their defense, Kyrie Irving, and meshing together as a team. Bad loss for the Nets. Their winning streak is broken. But it's early days. They need to figure out how to play with one another. And it's really going to be Kyrie Irving looking at himself in the mirror, in my opinion. But anyway, we're going to end eight minutes early in this one. Eight for the Mamba. By the way, just a reminder, I did say very soon I'm coming out with a very special episode as we approach the one-year tragedy of Kobe Bryant and one year since 81 points in a couple of days. Videos on the two losses Kobe Bryant had in the finals and the back-to-back -back finals and what went wrong for the Lakers or what went right for the Lakers and what went wrong for their opposition or what went right for their opposition when Kobe lost. Thanks for joining me. Now we're going to go to the live chat with our subscribers. Tell me what you think. Make sure to subscribe on all platforms. Tell your friends about this. 
I will come back tomorrow with the Celtics Sixers, Hawks recap, and the Suns recap, and possibly the Warriors if I have time. Peace.